Hello, and welcome to the Move Forward Boldly podcast. I'm Dr. Carolyn Harmon with Stridey Life Coaching, where we focus on the health, wealth, and happiness of those who are thinking about retiring or already retired. Because what we believe is that you never have to get old, but you can be blessed with a lot of years. You can find us on the web, on Facebook, at moveforwardboldly.com. And you can also look for us on YouTube, movingforwardboldly.com. All right, let's get on with today's podcast. I'm speaking with Dr. Akua Ajiman. She is a double board certified MD, and she has more than 20 years of uh, treating patients with chronic disease and in rural medicine. She is also a practitioner of functional medicine. Um, Dr. Ajiman, do you think that what would be termed non-compliance by most physicians is a misunderstanding about just due to lack of involvement. Part of it is because I had the same problem when I was in Maryland, when I was in Aboriginal land, talking to my African brethren, is you're talking about competing things for survival. These are not people who care about optimizing their health because the shelter is threatened. Yeah. The basics are You got to be secure first, right? Right. You Thank gotta have, you. Yeah, yeah. You got to take you. care of it first. Any, any, any living Thank being you. has to do that first, right? Yes. I, it's, I remember when I was working in Aboriginal land, and I, this lady is the one who gave me this breakthrough. She was in her 60s, she had diabetes. I mean, these people had A1Cs of 13, 14. In the four years, they never made a, a lick of a difference. And I used to sit there freaking out because I'm like, how can I be a physician and be working with people whose A1Cs are 13 and can't budget? But the funny thing was they were on reservation land because that's what done to them. They put them on a reservation that has all no place to grow anything. Right. Half of them are on drugs. Half of them smoke like chimneys. And by that, in the entire community of people, that's all they do. They get drunk and they fight each other. They get high, they fight each other. There's one store in the community and it sells more fast food fried stuff. You can't get veggies. The veggies that they bring there are old and are three times the price of what it would cost them to buy fast food. So they go to that shop and for $5, they get fried wings. And for $10, they might get a lettuce, which Mm. will not make a meal and will not fill anybody. So what do you think are their choices? So when you go to that person and you want to start talking about healthy cooking, they got to have something to cook. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So here I was talking to this lady and her diabetes. Every time she came, did you, I'm changing the drug. I'm, I'm like, what the heck? So one day I got angry. Literally, I best, I was so angry. I was like, why are you coming here to see me? You obviously don't give a shit if you die or not. Every day we talk about the same thing. Did you take your meds? No, I increased the insulin. You don't take it. Like you come back, your A1C is like, why are you coming to me to talk if you're not going to take the insulin? Because I was fed up with having to come in and talk to you for the day and waste my life. And by this time, I started depressed in the community because I was saving nobody. Right. And I mean, this is somebody who's like my mother's age almost, I guess, or an auntie, an elder auntie. And I'm yelling at her. And they are very much like this of respect and, you know, elders and whatnot. 
and their elders are young because all the other ones have died. I can't say Bobby is grateful to hit 70 because everybody else has died. Mm -hmm. That's them. They die at 40. So mm -hmm. at 60, you're an elder elder. So she was like, you know, I don't appreciate how you're talking to me. Blah, blah. And I'm like, no, but I don't want to talk to you that way. But what do you want me to do for you? Why do you bother to come here if you're not going to do whatever? And she said, you are so concerned about whether I live or not. What makes you think I want to live? And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? What do you mean? What, ma what, what makes me think you want to live? And she quoted for me three generations of sons, grandsons, great-grandsons who had either committed suicide or were in jail. Some of them had left grand, great-grandchildren behind that she was taking care of, who were also now at 6, 8, 10, dropping out of school, getting into the bad crowd, so she knew what their future was going to be. All her siblings had committed suicide. And so she said, so what do I have to live for? And I swear, I was just like, because I thought about that degree of loss. Dude, one brother would be hurtful. Three, four brothers committed suicide. Some are in jail. Their sons are in jail and killed themselves and their grandchildren have done the same. How do you survive that level of trauma? That's so like this, is, this is dead woman walking, praying every day that she dies. She doesn't wake up. And you are sitting here talking about, so inject yourself with basal and bolus and blah, blah, blah. And she's looking at you. And so the whole time you're talking, she's sitting there because she has to be there because out of politeness, you booked an appointment and she came. But she really doesn't give a shit what you're talking about. But why does she come? Because she's polite. You made her an appointment, so she came. Uh, wow. I'm telling you, that day... It shattered me. And I sat down and I looked at her and I just, I just, because I'm just sitting here thinking, my God, if my son killed himself, I'd want to have that many family members dead and you're still here. What can you help her with? Dealing with her depression first. Okay. And it was interesting. So for many, many weeks, she'd come and she'd, I'll just sit there and let her tell me stories about her family. And she would cry and I'd cry and we'll talk and we'll go back. I finally managed to talk her into taking antidepressants. And then interestingly enough, about two months later, she came to me and she said, so what were you saying about the diabetes again? Oh, wow. Like she and that's when she started taking her medication. That's why I do functional medicine because every single doctor in America will hand you medication and say you're non-compliant. The why of your non-compliance, because nobody is sitting there trying to kill themselves if they know what to do and they can. That's what I realized. So until I scoot back to why won't you do it and solve that problem, 
I'm talking shit. And when you come to Black Americans, you're talking about the same thing. I can't tell you how many mothers, I remember a mother, because I was too young to understand this, but it was the same exact experience when I was in residency, pediatrics. She had a son who had severe asthma. And she would bring him and would, would save him in the ED when he, he was completely shut down, would, almost near intubation, sometimes ICU. She would go out one week later, he'd be back same place. Where's his inhaler? I didn't buy it. So I'm telling you, one day I went ballistic because the kid came in and nearly died. And I'm like, you know something, if this kid dies, I'm gonna have you prosecuted for murder. And she looked at me and she said, that's my son and I love him. I said, then why are you here every time? Why is it that when you write the prescription, you don't buy blah, blah, blah. And she said, I make $200 a week. The medication costs about $300. It literally is a choice between all the medications all her children need, right. food and rent. Yeah. If she buys an inhaler, she does not feed the children. Right. What a fucking choice to make. Oh, you are so right. There's got to be a way. So listen to our listeners. If you've been in a situation where you feel that it has affected your treatment, and to those of you who are physicians, if you've been in a similar situation and you were made aware of it, how did it change your practice? And how can we as patients take action to get the treatment that we deserve? So please, we'd love to hear your comments and maybe even create a new podcast just for you. So send your comments to moveforwardboldly at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and maybe we can come up with a solution to help many of us who are in such a, such a dire situation so that we can get the help that we need. This concludes our podcast. This is Dr. Carolyn Harmon of Stridey Life Coaching saying thank you for listening. And you can find us on the web on Facebook at moveforwardboldly.com or you can also find our podcast at Spotify and also on our website at moveforwardboldly.com. Thanks for listening.